Brandon Brands. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today we're talking about the four steps to creating content, killer content that helps your business and brand. Check it out. In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change. How do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach, and I believe that building brands that matter is the only way for a business to thrive tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in each week as we bring you expert advice from the top marketers in the world and some different points of view from game-changing entrepreneurs as well. On Wednesdays, which is today's episode, I bring to you, straight from me to you, my tips, my strategies, my tactics. And usually this this episode is informed by my Monday episode, and that's true today as well. My Monday episode, I talked to a very popular speaker out there in the marketing world. His name is Brian Fanzo. Uh, we talked about a lot of things, including how to get confident enough to create content, push the damn button, and start your creative process. And that inspired today's show about how to create content that'll actually help your business move forward. So that's what we're getting into. And with no further ado, I want to jump into it. The biggest takeaway I had was, you know, how do you tell more real stories that come from you? Because we need more people like you telling their story that are sharing their experiences and helping teach others the things that they've learned along the way. We could all use more mentors in our lives. We could all use more coaches, more people to show us the way. And today, the biggest opportunity out there is for the people out there that have some experience, that have done something, that have learned something, to start to share that knowledge one-to-one with the people they have around them. And it's not only a, a great way to build your own personal reputation, but it really helps the communities of people behind you that are on the same path that you've been on. I think it's such an important step today and why I think personal brands are so important because building your reputation not only helps the people behind you and document some of the things you've learned, but it also builds your personal reputation in the process. And if you're building a business that is based on your reputation, it's the most important thing you can do right now is just create content around that. But there are some mistakes that people are making. There are There's a right way to do it. There's a way that helps you move forward, helps you build your reputation. And there's a way that takes you down the wrong path where you're putting in the effort, but you're not getting the return. So I want to give you some of the steps to help you take that right path. I don't think you have to be an expert per se in any given field to do this, by the way. I think you can specifically talk about your experiences in anything that you've done, and someone who's not done that yet would love to learn from it. 
So it's really just about if you've done something, can you pass that on? Is it something that you can repeat and give someone else the tips and strategies to to not make that same mistake or to do that thing better? And this could be as simple as like, I took a vacation last week. I went here. I went to these best restaurants. We've been doing this all the time. We as humans love to pass on and share those experiences with other people. And if they're going to do the same thing, we love giving recommendations and tips. It's how businesses like review sites like Yelp have been built is by letting people know, or even travel sites like uh, Travelocity or the trip advisors of the world, you know, letting people know this is what I did and this is what I liked and what worked for me, what didn't. And that approach is how I think a lot of businesses moving forward, especially people who have experience in certain types of industries, this is how businesses will be built. So if you are someone who's creating content now or is thinking about starting, I encourage you to start. But also, if you're having trouble figuring out how to make it stick uh, or even how to be a little bit more use. Uh, uh, efficient with your time and with the tools that you're using, I did create a resource for you. It's a it's a very uh, beginner level starter guide for creating content. It's just some of the resources out there that might help you move a little quicker, save you a little bit of time. And it's at brandonbrands.com slash blog kit. It's called my personal brand growth toolkit. And it's really just if you haven't gotten started or if you're just getting started and you're trying to figure out how to do it uh, more quickly and easier, it should help you. So brandonbrands.com forward slash blog kit. You can check that out. Free resource for any of you out there that are thinking about doing this. So without getting too far into that, I want to tell you the four steps that you can take to create that content that is killer content that is more effective, that'll help move your brand forward. And the four steps are, and I'll dive into them individually. The first is choosing the right format, choosing the right format for your where your content should live. The second is about consistency and being more consistent, being on top of creating from here on out something that people can count on and rely on. The third step is having a content plan, basically thinking about how you map out the things that you're going to be writing for the future. If you're planning on being consistent, you need to have a plan for what you're going to say and do. The fourth step is creating content with a goal in mind and how to do that. So those are my four steps, choosing your formats, being consistent, having a content plan, and creating with a goal. And I'll dive into each of those a little bit so you get a sense of what I'm talking about here. But if you can do these four things, your content will be using the right tactics and strategies to help you build the right audience, to move you forward in building your brand and your reputation, and eventually driving the leads you need to move your business forward. So we'll get into that. So the first one, format, choosing your right format. This is one that I I wanted to talk about first because it's something that I've had many conversations about with people out there that are getting started or even that have, have been going and going and have started to hit a wall and haven't figured out what it is that's stopping them. And a lot of the time, it's format. There are so many places you can create content that choosing the right one sometimes is daunting, or sometimes you choose the wrong one, or you try to choose many of them, but you're not actually using them the way that they're intended to be used. So the way I think about this is there's two kinds of content platforms. You have the the kinds of platforms that are that are the type that live on and the type that are fleeting. So think of them as long-term and short-term. 
And what I mean by that is you have short-term content, which is things like social media that are not searchable, really, that disappear, that when people see it, they see it maybe that day or that week, but then they, they don't see it again. Versus long-term content, which is something that you create that lives on and actually builds audience over time, like a blog or a podcast or something like that. <clears throat> and the reason that these formats are important is a lot of us focus on the social media part. They focus on creating all this content every day to post so that they build a brand on social media when in reality, that's not doing them justice. It's not where they should start. They should definitely have that as part of their plan, which we'll get into. But in choosing your formats, you need to actually pick formats that help you build brand over time. And that's going to be basically three places these days in terms of the big ones. It's going to be your blog if, you, if you're more comfortable with writing. It's going to be a podcast or something in audio form like that if you're more comfortable speaking. Or it's going to be video if you are comfortable being on camera and you like doing stuff like that. Now, I'm not talking about what sites these live on. These can live on a website. These can live on a YouTube uh, blogging platform or Medium or in a podcast player like iTunes or Stitcher or Pandora, or just you could have audio that lives within a blog or video that lives within a blog and vice versa, or a podcast that lives within YouTube. Where you put it isn't important. It's the format that's important and that you're creating in a way that makes it searchable and findable. So having a home base is the best way to think about it. Now, the reason that this is so important is the people that would tell you the opposite or would focus on the ideas that, well, if you know, the more attention, the, the more engaging platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram, obviously, uh, are places where you get a lot of engagement. You get a lot more eyeballs. And that's true. But the problem is those eyeballs are fleeting and they don't convert, but they're great, great attention getters. So we want to use those later as attention getters to drive people to our content that's in these other formats that are more permanent. So we'll get into that. But that's the first thing is choosing a format. What is your format? If someone asked you, hey, you do you have tips on this thing that, you, that you've done, that thing that you want to teach people? Where can I go find it? The answer should not be, well, go to my post from two months back on Instagram, because that's going to be impossible for them to find. The answer should be either go to my website or go to my blog or go to my YouTube channel or go to my podcast and you can find this episode or this link or this URL and it'll take you there. And also, by the way, once you read that, you'll find out that I have 10 other things on that same other topic that it moves you along in the process. That's the goal, to be able to, when you meet people in real life, give them some somewhere to send them that has your content live on forever and continues. To, you can continue to add to it and build to it. That's the foundation of a personal brand. Now, don't get it twisted. This isn't the, the place that's going to drive discovery. People aren't going to find your website just because you built it. They're not going to find your podcast just because you created it. They're not going to find your YouTube channel just because it exists and you posted videos there. There's going to be very little discovery of these channels to begin with. The importance of them is not in that they generate eyeballs for you. It's that they house your thoughts and 
the things that you're building your brand around, which is your perspective and your voice. You build those so that you have somewhere to send people when you're ready to start creating discovery. Because what's the point of having someone find you and get to know you if you have nowhere to send them that gives them more information? So that's the thing that I wanted to get out there is a lot of people focus on how do I build my Instagram account? I'm building a business. I need to build an Instagram account. And it's like, no, that's not the point. You've got to start to create your personal brand around content that people can find that's searchable. And then you can, once you have created that, you can then post that, you know, a lead on Instagram saying, you know, a picture of something with some comments saying, now go read more about it here on my blog. That's how you build these things. So format's important. And I think a lot of people get that wrong. So think about that in terms of where you want to start and don't pick all of them. Start with one and you can grow it eventually, but which one do you want to use? Video, audio, or writing? Everyone's got their strength. Pick one of those and you can do any of them. Step number two, again, we have format, choose your format, be consistent, have a content plan and create with the goal. Step number two is be consistent. What's important is that once you choose your format that you actually create there with the consistent effort in that people, when they start to discover that you have put information in these places can start to rely on you to deliver that information on a regular basis. So you don't need to have a huge archive to begin with. You know, you can get started with three, four, five, six posts, but you do want to have something that they can say, okay, now that I've, you've piqued my interest with some of this content, these one or two or three episodes or blogs or whatever it is, I'd like to know that I can come back next week or every other day uh, and find out more from you that is within this same kind of thought process. Now with podcasts, for example, you can go weekly, you can go bi-weekly, you can go three times a week, four times a week, five times a week, whatever it is, you just have to be able to commit to doing that over the long term. So when you pick your format, the next thing you've got to pick is picking your, your frequency. And frequency is the key to consistency is saying, okay, what is my number? What can I do? Can I commit to once a week, once every two weeks, multiple times a week? What is it? When you can pick that and stick to it and commit to doing it and develop a process around delivering that every time, that's how you build an audience over time around content that matters. And with the podcast, I've, you know, signing myself up for doing three times a week, not easy, not something that's easy to deliver on, but I committed to it and I know it's not an option to miss these dates so that the audience I build, whether it's two people or 200 people or 2000 people, they know that they can keep coming back and find what it is that I've promised them every week. And it might not be the topic they're interested in this week, but they know they can look and see if it's something that they want or not want and then check back in next week or the next day. For me, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. For you, it might be something else. But that's the key, finding something you think you can deliver on consistently and delivering on it. And if you want to start with a blog that you do once a month or once a week or once every two weeks, go for it. Just know that the higher the frequency, the higher number you can actually commit to and deliver on, the faster you're going to grow this personal brand audience and the faster you're going to build your volume of materials that support your reputation. So the guys that will tell you that they've built the, their blogs the fastest or their podcasts the fastest or the YouTube channels the fastest are the ones that said, you know what I did? I committed to building something every day. I went daily or I even went multiple times a day on some of these form, for, uh, formats and that's what got me the dramatic growth so quickly. Now, not all of you that have jobs during the day or nine to fives or clients 
can do that. And that's okay. We can't all get there as fast as everyone else. If you if this is the only thing you're doing, absolutely try to ratchet up the creativity and push out more content. But at the end of the day, you have to just pick a number that you can actually deliver on. That's the key to being consistent, having a plan and sticking to it. Speaking of plans, step number three is the content plan. Now, this I think is another one that a lot of people uh, kind of get wrong. They, they're not exactly sure what the thing is that is going to be happening next week or the week after, and how do I know what I'm going to talk about? And I'm not saying that you have to write out your full plan for the year and have it all figured out, but you do have to have a system that helps you come up with these ideas that you're going to be putting out there that stay on theme, that stick to the type of content that your your audience is going to be expecting that help build your brand around a consistent topic. So having a content plan is part of this process. It's going to help you deliver killer killer content that actually works. And that content plan, the, the best way to think about it for me is you can do a couple of things. You can either think about it in advance, like what are the types of topics that make sense for my, my area of expertise? So the thing that you want to teach other people what are the different pieces of that that you can give to them in bite-sized pieces? And you can kind of write all of them out. Okay, for me, for being a marketing person, for being in branding, there's lots of things within branding. There's blogging, there's videos, there's podcasts, there's live streaming, there's Facebook groups, there's Facebook ads, there's Instagram stories, there's like literally a million things, text messages, chatbots, y- you name it. Now, Having all these different categories, I know that I can, you know, just continue to li- deliver content around these different subjects and I can build a plan around that. Or I can be more organic. I can actually lead with my curiosity and say, okay, well, what are the things that I want to learn within my category? Who are the people I want to bring on? I started with interviews because I knew that I could bring on marketing thought leaders that are experts in each of those fields I mentioned and ask them questions, and they provide the content. So I don't even have to be an expert in all of these niches or all of these different content categories to be someone that talks about this type of stuff. I just have to bring people on that are. And that doesn't lesser my ability to to provide uh, expert advice and be a, a a creator in that way. But what it does do is it gives me some variety. And also, it means that my content plan can be something that is built based on the types of interviews that I'm able to line up. So for me, for example, if I have a blogger coming on to do an interview with me for Monday, that means my Wednesday and Friday episodes now can be thematic to blogging and it all seems to tie together so that when you listen to those three episodes back to back, you can see the the theme and feel like you've gotten a full kind of in-depth analysis on blogging. You've got the full expert interview on Monday, then on Wednesday, you got my tactical deep dive, and on Friday, you got a little bit behind the scenes, but still related to that, that theme or, or, or piece of content. So that's how I like to think about it, is really figuring out how do you get the information into a way that your system is built that helps you create content that makes sense, that is planned out. Now, one of my favorite conversations from my interview on Monday with Brian Fanzo 
was when we talked about niching down. I think this is something people are always trying to figure out that slows them down, especially when creating content. They think, man, I really have to create within this niche, otherwise people won't find me. And you know, I keep hearing that the riches is in the niches and that if I want to make money and if I want to really to actually be successful, I have to find a specialization that really makes sense for me. Now, I, I, what I liked is what we talked about on Monday is the counterpoint to that, which is you can be a generalist that helps other people learn specific things. You just have to figure out what that, like what your, what your bucket is. So for example, for branding and marketing, that's, that's an industry, right? Now, do I have to be someone that only talks about blogging to teach you blogging, to be someone that coaches that? No, I can be someone that creates content around all of these things in branding and be the expert on all of these things. And then I can jump into things that are trending and are interesting and give you value because I've been a generalist this whole time. Now, a lot of people will argue with that. A lot of people will tell you that that's too much information, that you'll never get customers that way. And I tell you to think about it the opposite. If you want to get a little bit more specific, then figure out what it is from a content perspective that is actually things that people search for. So for example, a lot of people want to figure out how to uh, start a podcast, for example, right? Now, I can dive into that with my content and say, let's go through this week the value of podcasting and some of the things you want to do to get started, and that's going to help you, right? That's gonna, I, I can talk about that this week and something else next week. But you'll be like, wow, I got valuable information out of this. And that's something you'd actually search for. And if I wanted to build coaching programs around that, I could. Now, if I went a step further and I said, now I'm the guy who niches down further than that and only helps you build podcasts around the health industry. Sure, the person that wants to build a podcast around the health industry might want to pick me because I'm an expert in that. But I also feel like I lost a lot of customers along the way then in doing that. Or if I said, if I niched down a different way and said, well, I'm the person that helps you figure out how to get your podcast started within the tools that you need to like register for, for podcasting. That also is something that seems very specific that maybe you'll get some freelance work out of, but man, being an expert in that forever seems hard. Now, Someone like me, I can go in, give you the things that get you started, give you the the tips, the tools, and reference you to some of these things. And I know that you'll either figure it out or hire a specialist to take care of the little things, but you might want a generalist to let you know the bigger picture of all the, the pieces that go into it. You know, how to not just to get a blog uploaded, but how do you start it? Or I'm sorry, a podcast. How do you start it? How do you pick your categories? How do you promote it? How do you monetize it? How do you find great guests? And all of that I can talk to you because I've done it. But you could see my point is that without getting so far into that niche, still I've stepped it up a notch and figured out how do I help you? And then that's this week I'm doing this. But next week, because I don't want to be just a podcast person, I could say, well, you know what I also have done is live streaming. And now I can get you some deep information on live streaming and maybe even how to connect live streaming to support you in your podcast adventure. And now they're starting to work together, right? So I think that what I want to convey to you for niching down is that 
if you can pick the industry, which is for me, marketing, and maybe even the people that you really want to help. So for me, what I'm starting to move towards is marketing. It was it, first, it was that helps entrepreneurs. Now it's starting to be more that pe- you know that starts to help people that are building personal brand driven businesses, whether it's a business that their brand helps the reputation of the business or a business that is literally that person coaching other people online. Those might be the the types of people that I want to help out more. And now I can continue to build, again, broad topics of marketing, but that help more specific people. And that's my niching down. But I wouldn't have gotten there if I immediately dove into one industry right away. I have to work through it and continue to figure out who I'm helping. And then I can back up and move forward and back up and move forward. And that's what I think people forget is that in niching down that, you know, picking one thing, I think you've got to do it in a way that doesn't tie you to the something that is going to be the thing you're known for, for the rest of your life. And got to be able to figure out that in between that makes sense for you. So that's all I got on that. If you, if you want more on that, I might be happy to have a conversation to dive deep. The last thing that I want to leave you with is you have to create with goals in mind. So that's the four. You have the format, which we talked about, choosing your format, being consistent, number two, Number three is having a content plan. Number four is creating with the goal. So in terms of creating with the goal, the thing that people do is often say something vague like, well, I want to get more followers. That's why I'm writing a blog or that's why I'm posting on social media. Uh, That's not going to work. Or I want to get more sales and that's why I'm creating a blog or posting on social media. And that's not going to work either. So the reason that those things don't work is because they're not real like stats that are going to help you grow a business and half the time they're not things that are you can actually directly create action towards to move you forward in your business so let me let me be more specific when you are creating content on the platforms that we talked about for example a blog just starting to write a blog isn't going to get you followers quickly it's like the slowest way to do it so that's not what shouldn't be your goal because that's going to happen over time, but that's not how you're going to get followers. And if that's not how you're going to get followers, that's not the goal of that medium. You might be able to get followers again on social media and then drive them to your blog. But that goal of the blog isn't to get followers. It's to have the place where you are building your reputational proof and your social proof. That's number one. You're not seeking out followers. You're seeking out a hub of your reputational content, your social proof, that core content that helps validate who you are and what you're trying to tell people. That's number one. And then the second piece is, yeah, you want to drive leads, but not leads that find you because of your blog or your podcast, more that because of your blog or podcast, you now have content that based on that content, you can find somewhere in it that you say, you know what, based on what I've written here, more people want might want to know a little more about this thing that I just mentioned. So I'm going to create a lead magnet out of that content that I can put into it or I can put somewhere else, but it's been created because of that. A lot of people create lead magnets just out of thin air and they're like, well, I'm a mortgage broker, so I guess I should come up with a lead magnet that is like a free assessment of how much of a loan you could get or whatever the thing is, a home value in your area, right? Those are obvious, but they're not based on something that you could be creative and you could own. So for example, if you write a post or have a podcast that really dives deep into something like, here are the 10 best places in the neighborhood to 
basically raise a family and and here's great places to bring your kids or whatever else. You then can say, okay, now based on that, here are the neighborhoods where I'd really want to own a home, or here's why home values make sense in a certain area, and then you can build your lead magnets out of that. But I guess my point is to you all that are listening is if you create with the goal in mind that I'll write first something that I think will just be interesting, and then after I write something interesting, that will be what I pull from to be creative and then come up with something that I can give value in a new way that I can exchange an email for. So the goal here is, A, create reputation and social proof and house it in somewhere that's searchable, and B, to create a, a place and a process by which I can then later generate what my lead magnets are going to be. Because I don't know if you're going to know what's going to work and those things that work might change over time and you might need a new one every week or month. And the way you're going to do that is by taking the content you create and then looking within it and saying, what else can I tell them that would provide value, creating that and then using that as the thing that brings people into your world as your lead driver. So the second goal is to drive leads via creating content that helps you come up with lead magnets. So that's the goal for me. If I'm creating content, my goal is reputation, social proof, and starting to build a library of things that'll eventually be findable over time. And then number two is to inspire what's going to be useful to my audience, to inspire new content, new lead magnets, new valuable tools and resources that I can create because I created this content. And I'm like, well, the next logical step is I need to create this tool. So that's what it is for me. That's how I think about it. And then lastly, when you're creating content with the goal of generating leads, I think that there's a special formula and format for that. There's a there's a right step in the right order to take on how to create content that actually generates leads and takes you from start to finish of when you're creating to actually getting those leads and converting them and following up with them and bringing them into a, your world that eventually brings them to a sale over time. Now that how to create content that generates leads uh, formula or you know, uh, teaching, if you will, is something that I'm building right now and something that I will be teaching within my Facebook group. So if you are interested in figuring out that brand growth formula for your personal brand, for your online business brand, your, your coaching brand, whatever it is, if you want to know how to create content that generates leads, I will be teaching that in my Facebook group this month. So you can always go to brandonbrands.com slash FB for Facebook, brandonbrands.com slash FB and join the group. And if nothing else, A, you'll get to, to participate and watch this course. It is for the group only. It's free. Uh, it'll be my my tutorial on that. But you'll also now be joining a group of other creators, other entrepreneurs, other people that have invested in their personal brand that want to leverage that to take their business to the next level. So join the group. I'd love to have more people that are in this business that we could all share ideas with and bounce ideas off of. I'd love to help you and give you the rest of the formula for your personal brand growth and to be a part of your process in, in moving along the way and show you what's been working for me. So I appreciate you guys' time. Appreciate you tuning in and I will catch you next time. 
You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to brandandbrands.com for more resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandandbrands.com.